0: Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. 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 What is up, everybody? You're tuning into the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into the Bears. Is it too early to say the Bears season's over? I don't know. That's what most people are saying. A catastrophic start for Justin Fields and the Bears. Uh, getting smoked by Green Bay week one, uh, losing in Tampa Bay last weekend, just not looking good. As a Chicago fan, um, it's a long offseason in between each season. Uh, and this year, definitely some hype going into the Bears. I try to back them up, but when they play like that, no can do. What is the, field, or what is, uh, the position for the Bears going forward? Are they going to stick with fields? Uh, are they going to plan to tank for uh, the draft next year uh, and try to get Caleb Williams first overall? Uh, lots to talk about. With the Chicago Bears uh, And their very disappointing start uh, And of course we're going to dive into Thickland uh, Fantasy Football League of Champions uh, Week 2 going into week 3 A uh, lot of excitement Going into week 3 of this league A uh, lot of neck and neck matchups here Standings are tight uh, this is when we start separating the men from the boys uh, Let's get into it <laughs> So I want to hop into the Bears really quickly. Uh, usually I go through the whole slate, which I will get to the slate, um, but the Bears deserve some uh, attention, not, not positive attention. Um, really disappointing what the Bears have done so far this year. It's supposed to be one of those years where you're like, all right, Justin Fields, year three. Yeah. We should be seeing some sort of results. I mean, his record as a starter is so bad. I believe it's five and twenty-two, five and twenty-three. Um, I mean, and, and I'm someone too that like, you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it's so crazy how this is actually the third year, you know, that he started. Now, he possibly can't be in the more worse situation than the, you know, than the team that he's on in the Chicago Bears. Um, they don't surround him with an offensive line, very few limited weapons. Yes, they got DJ Moore uh, who looks good. Um, he's really their only good receiver. Running backs, Herbert not starting off strong. Uh, it's more of the Keyshawn Johnson show, or how, however you say his first name, Johnson, Rashad Johnson maybe. Yeah, Keyshawn Johnson. It's not Keyshawn. Um, but their but their backup might be now more of the lead back. So I'm kind so kind of you know not sure in the backfield you know. But more importantly, like I was saying, um, it's it's the offensive line along with. You know the defense. The defense is atrocious for the Bears. Um, letting up 317 passing yards from Baker Mayfield last week. Um, allowing Mike Evans to get 171 yards and a touchdown. Um, it's just unacceptable on the Bears' behalf. Um, they were in that game. I mean, they're somehow only down by three points with under two minutes to go until Fields threw that awful interception on their own goal line. Um, rest in peace, Bears, plus three and a half. I mean, that is just – I mean, that pick, you know, I think it was like Shaquille Barrett, one-handed. No, that should never be happening. Um, Very – you know, and then Fields coming in and being like, hey, you know, kind of me as coaches, kind of – I mean, yeah, to be fair, yeah, you can definitely blame, you know, other people on your team. But as your job as the quarterback, you can't do that. Um. So not a good look on Fields there, really. Definitely is frustrated at this point. But you know, it's like as soon as the Bears let this guy go, um, he's gonna be a boss somewhere else. And this is two games into the season. Who am I to say? I mean, the Bears might, you know, no, they might turn it around right now. Uh, they got the Chiefs coming up next week in Arrowhead. And it should be a should be a good one, folks. It's just it's sad because, you know, the football, you get so excited for it, and then you come out like this, and it's like, well, you're already thinking about next year. Or, you know, the next 10 years. I mean, the Bears, it's not like the Bears have been good recently either. So it's like, when are they ever going to be good? You know, we're kind of turning into that Detroit Lions, um, you know, team where we might be bad for 15 years. And, you know, now they're finally good. Um, and I don't think that they would have thought that, oh, that Jared Goff would be the one getting them there. But here they are, well-rounded team, very well coached. That's what the Bears are missing. I mean, who the hell is Eberflus? Who is this guy? Right? And then, you know, their defensive coordinator um, resigning now because of all that nonsense with, you know, finding a child pornography on his – you know, the, the, F, the FBI was raiding his house for that. Looking for a, I mean, this is bad. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than this. I mean, this is – you know, It's disgusting. It's it's just unacceptable as an organization on you know where they're at. I mean, this by the way that players play. I mean, is your defense just always going to be bad? Yeah, we used to have bad defense. I mean, that's what I've been hearing for five plus years. I and mean, we used to, you know, our 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 team is the staple of defense. Right. when when you think of the Chicago Bears, you think of Walter Payton, and you think of Brian Urlacher, and then you think of the '80s Bears where it's just Ditka running the show, hard nosed defense. But there's none of that. We've lost the culture. It's like everything in Chicago right now. You know, the Bulls, the Bears, the White Sox. We're lacking that culture. Right? The Chicago Cubs are the only team right now that shows some sort of culture, but they're trying to blow it too. Over the past couple of weeks, they've been losing a lot of important games, hanging on by a thread. Um, But at least they have some sort of an identity. All these other teams just seem like they've lost the ways of Chicago sports. I mean, we're one of the most famous cities in the world. One of the most famous sports cities in the world. It just doesn't feel like it right now. It's frustrating as a fan. Uh, And this Bears team is not helping. Um, They look like they might win three games or less this year. Which, hey, at that point, if you're going to be bad, lose. Don't win any of these games. We want we want draft picks. We want the number one pick, um, and so if they can't show me the next two games that they're gonna do anything, um, let's just let's officially start the tank because I would love a little Caleb Williams action from USC next year. Um, if that's the route that we want to take, you know the Bears though they'll they'll fuck it up. I mean, if you pass on Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, I mean we obviously don't have good scouts going on in our organization. So I'll leave it at that. Going into the rest of the league, let's start with the Thursday night game here. Um, Eagles-Vikings, really weird game. Uh, look, looked like it was going to be a weird, gross under game, um, but that changed fast. Uh, Eagles getting the win 34-28 was up 1 point up 27-7, to and Captain Kirk, king of the garbage time, uh, decided to get his act together. He um, had Justin Jefferson fumbling the ball over the goal line. Um, so it was a touchback at the end of the first half. It really screwed the Vikings, I think, from getting any sort of momentum going into the second half. And the Eagles kind of took it from there. Uh, but it was the Eagles getting it done, who are now two and zero, looking a little shaky out of the gates, but getting two wins against the Vikings and Patriots, who, as we know, can lose or beat anybody in the league. So not too bad losses, or not too bad wins, I should say, for the Eagles. I'm um, starting the season two and zero. The Vikings, on the other hand, moving to zero two, two tough losses for them. Playing the Chargers next week, um, which I think will be a really interesting matchup. Um, both teams desperately needing a win. Um, raiders Bills on Sunday. Bills getting a must-needed win after that debacle in New York against the Jets on Monday night. Um, getting that 38-10 to win over the Raiders. Raiders, and Jimmy G, um, not looking good this game. I don't even know they got a first down in the second half. Um, but the Bills got their act together, looking like the Bills that we know. Um, Super Bowl contending Bills needed a game like this to be like, all right, we got to cross that first game off, you know, out of our minds. Uh, but getting a nice win against the Raiders, uh, at home, both teams moving to one and one on uh, this season. Uh, Ravens Bengals, really, you know, intriguing matchup here. Two big rivals. I think I think they're rival. I mean, they seem like they're, they're they're pretty similar teams. They're pretty they're pretty evenly matched up. I feel like, uh, but it was the Ravens going into Cincy, getting that twenty seven to twenty four win, uh, moving them to two and zero on the season, uh, and moving the Bengals to once again zero and two. They started the season last year zero two and made the playoffs uh, pretty easily, actually. But that you know they show that if you start zero and two, your odds significantly drop to make the playoffs. But if there's one team that knows how to come back from 0-2 slide, it is uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Burrow definitely not looking 100% right now, um, looking very sluggish. Um, the whole team kind of does. I feel like they're kind of in a weird starting spot. But, yeah, as I was saying, if there's one team that can come out of an 0-2 hole, it is the Bengals. Um, so I'm not giving up on them yet. Um, but the Ravens really impressing me so far. Also kind of like a, you know, losing their running back the first week in Dobbins, Uh, But they always have, you know, three guys ready to go. I mean, that's the nature of that team, next man up mentality. Um, They do need Lamar to play, though. We saw that last year where if you have Lamar out long enough, um, it's not going to work because they started off amazing, ended up, you know, not making the playoffs. If Lamar is healthy, this Ravens team, you know, can beat anybody, in my opinion. Um, So they're a dark horse. Or not even necessarily a dark horse. I mean, they're supposed to be good. But you don't hear as much hype about them these days. Um, So I do like the Ravens if they're healthy, um, or at least if Lamar is healthy, uh, and that defense. Mark Andrews has a chance to make a good playoff run this year. Chiefs-Jaguars. Another interesting game here. Really gross game here. Um, It was the Chiefs getting a 17-9 win in Jacksonville, um, where the Jaguars – you know, a lot of people thought that they might get it done, but not on Mahomes' birthday. Um, you know, I think what Mahomes has shown me is this Chiefs team, it still feels like preseason to me and, you know, for this team. They're still trying to figure it out. I mean, Kelsey had his first game, missed the game one, coming into, you know, he was on a snap count game two. Um, but Chris Jones back, huge difference for the Chiefs. I mean, that defense not allowing a score, really, really impressive. Um, from the Chiefs here going to Jacksonville and gutting out this one, they needed it. You know, you don't want to start zero and two, as I was saying. Um, so getting to one and one, and if you think about it, their one Chiefs are one and one, could easily be two and zero with that first loss to Detroit on the first game of the season. Um, but as, as long as Mahomes is there, it doesn't matter who is out there on the field, you know, receiving wise. Uh, it's pretty unbelievable what this man can do. Uh. And his defense response. I mean, part of the way the defense plays well is because they know that you have Mahomes on the other side of the field. It um, gives you that cushion, in my opinion. Um, so a huge win for the Chiefs on the road. Uh, both teams moving to one and one. I, I like both these teams, Chiefs and Jags. I think they're both going to be good. Um, and I could totally see them playing again in the playoffs. I feel like this is kind of a mini rivalry here. I, it's always a gross, grinded-out game between these two. Titans-Chargers. This might have been... One of the games of the day here, um, gross, but back and forth. Um, and It was the Titans in overtime, getting a twenty-seven to twenty-four win over the Chargers. Um, Titans really showing some resilience. You know, people a lot of people aren't sure on how, what the Titans are going to do this year, uh, but they definitely gutted out performance in overtime. Henry, Tannehill, D. Hop, all showing up when the, when they needed it. Chargers, another disappointing you know loss for them. Um, after losing the first game of the season, really needed this win. And they always find a way to lose these close games. Um, And, you know, they had a chance to win uh, on, you know, at the end of regulation, missing a field goal. They always just find a gross way to lose. And then there was an overtime. You know, Titans get the ball right back, drive down the field, score. Um, So, as I said, going into that matchup next week, um, who are they playing? They're both 0-2. Oh, um, Chargers are playing Vikings next week. Yeah, both 0-2. Both need a win there. Falcons-Packers. Another close game here. Um, Packers going into Atlanta. Looking better than a lot of people expected, I think, out of this Jordan Love-Packer new era team. Uh, But it was the Falcons getting a 25-24 win Uh, after being down 24-12. Um, Packers kind of taking their foot off the gas. It's the best way I would describe it. Um, and the Falcons, just as scrappy as they are, getting stops in the need 2 getting a few. Literally, it comes down to at, at, right at the end of the game Falcons go score, score, score. Packers go, you know, punt, punt, punt. And then that's the game. So that's the way football goes sometimes. I like both these teams, though. Falcons moving to 2 0. Select division now. You have Saints 2 0, Bucks 2 0. Falcons 2-0. Nasty. I love it. Uh, Packers were going to 1-1. Um, but, you know, playing the Saints next week at home. Um, first, first home game of the year for the Pack. We'll see how they come out next week. Um, Seahawks at Lions. Uh, this, this was an awesome game. Uh, it's always, it always is between these two teams. A lot of points. Uh, and then, this, and then the points again. Um, it was the Seahawks getting a 37-31 overtime win at Detroit. Uh, it, it was actually Seattle taking a taking a big lead, double-digit lead in Detroit, but Detroit coming back at the end, um, as they always do. Um, But it was a Tyler Lockett show, um, two touchdowns, scoring the game-winning touchdown. Kenneth Walker, two scores for Seattle. Um, Another team that people just seem to forget about is the Seahawks. As long as they have Pete Carroll as their coach, they're always going to be competitive. Um, So a big win for them. Both teams moving to one and one. Um, We'll see... um, if the Lions can rebound next week, um, and if the Seahawks can keep it going, but uh, again, I like two, two good young teams, a lot of points, two teams are going to be fighting for the playoffs at the end of the year. Colts, Texans. This is a gross matchup. This is sloppy. Uh, 31-20 win by the Colts. Um, CJ Stroud, though, for the Texans, looking good. Uh, a lot of yards. I think he almost had 400 yards. Um, Anthony Richardson looking like a boss for the Colts. Granted, he did get hurt. I think it was concussion protocol, so hopefully he's okay. But he looks good for the Colts. Two, you know, two rookies, Richardson and Stroud. So interesting matchup to see them play head-to-head so early in the season. Um both, both pretty impressive, though. Both on really gross teams. I mean, I'm not going to take too much out of the, you know, these teams are gross. Colts, Texans, is as sloppy as it gets. Um, but both quarterbacks impressing me so far. Um, and the Colts. You know, losing last week, getting a win this week. Uh, both teams not expecting to do much, so we'll see how they go, you know, how they progress down the year. But th- 31-20 Colts, getting that dub at the end, just a little too much for C.J. Stroud and the boys. Um, G-Man Cardinals. Okay, g men Cardinals. Biggest comeback for the G-Man in 99 years. Down 28-7. Get it done. Get it done in the second half. Danny Dimes and the boys, on life alert, can't lose to Arizona in the second week. Um, the only team that has permission to lose every game this year is the Cardinals. Uh, but the G-Men, after getting blown out by the Dallas Cowboys week one Sunday night, getting blown out again by Arizona. This is, this is their season. Uh, and they showed it. Because they came out second half ready to win that game. Saquon did get hurt. Luckily, um, it, it looks like even though he'll be out this week for Thursday night game, that he is coming, you know, he's questionable, so it means that he definitely avoided a major injury. Uh, so it's good for the Giants. Won't, won't have them this week at you know at San Francisco. But looking like the Giants can revive their season for the time being. Um, granted, they did have to come back against Arizona, but a win's a win. Uh, good for Giants. The G man. San Francisco 49ers at, at LA Rams. I don't want to say St. Louis Rams every time, but it's the LA Rams. Um, and, and it was San Fran getting it done, 30-23. The story of this game wasn't the game. It was the backdoor cover by by the Rams, plus 7.5. If you had minus 7.5 Niners, I mean, you got to be. I mean, the Rams literally were out of it. Um, and getting the ball back with limited time, driving down the field, deciding to go for a field goal. With like two seconds left on the clock, it's just hilarious. Uh, not giving up, I love it. Um And it was the Niners getting that seven-point win, but it was the Rams betters getting that dub. Good teams win, great teams cover, is what they all say. Jets, Cowboys, nothing really going on here. Zach Wilson and the boys uh, getting smoked by the boys, the actual boys. 30-10 to 10 Dallas. Um, easy dubs there. Uh, no one really showing up for the Jets. Um, just too much. I mean, that team's not going to beat Dallas. Dallas has the best team right now, especially the best defense. Uh, and with no no Rodgers, uh, Jets are going to be struggling, I think, with uh, Milf Hunter-Wilson. Uh, so 30-10 Cowboys moving to 2-0 in the year, looking around that table. Commanders versus Denver. Another amazing game. There there's a lot of great games this week. Uh, Commanders getting that 35-33 win uh, against Denver. Um, also was down 21-3. So I'm going to give you guys... <laughs> so. On Sunday, you know, I'm I'm looking at the, at that three o'clock slate and there's nothing that catches my eye. I think I got a Holman teaser part two, which wasn't going to hit because of the Jets. And I'm looking to get involved in the slate anyway I can. Um, and so at this time, right, we're about hour hour and a half into the three o'clock slate. Um, the G Men are down twenty eight seven. Commanders are down twenty one three. And I'm looking at those lines. I think it was like plus plus nine hundred plus a thousand for the g men plus eight fifty plus nine hundred for the commanders, and what do I do? I throw four dollars and parlay both of them to come back four dollars to win four hundred fifty dollars and and what do you know the g men and the commanders getting it done on the road two road comebacks um my you know my thought process there is is how bad Arizona and Denver really are and i do like the g-men and the commanders so i was not you know i i did have i mean very little thought process but that was my 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 thesis behind it uh, and cash money cash 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 i mean that is one of the best bets i think the, as i said the best comeback in 99 years for the g-men just with a little parlay of the commanders to come back as well um so insane way to end my sunday um but that but that's how i play the game folks that's why we play the game um Money's out there. Scare money don't make money. Um, Sunday night game, we had Dolphins-Pats. Um, Dolphins, Tua never losing to you know, Bill Belichick going into this game and kept it going. 6-0 now against Bill. 24-17, Dolphins win. Tyreek with another touchdown. Um, Patriots, with a chance to come back, had some crazy lateral play. Last, last play of the game. Um, they called it their first down, ended up reversing it. I guess the ball was just short. I think it was a brutal call. I think the Pats should have had another chance there. Um, I think they were scared that the Pats were gonna come back, so they just called them short. Um but another, you know, tough loss to the Pats. 0-2. The two last time they'd been Owen two was like twenty years ago. So really insane that the Patriots start you know, but you know, playing the Eagles and the Dolphins, two of the best teams in the league is not an e- easy way to start either. So um, I'm not giving up on the Pats yet. I think they're gonna be solid. Dolphins you know, people are saying Super Bowl for the Dolphins, now. Super Bowl or boss. So, Finn up in Miami. Cool to see them. You know, Tua, you're going for the MVP? I mean, that's crazy to think about. So, a lot of interesting things going on in Miami. Uh, New England's got to figure it out. But I think New England will. As I said, can never count out Belichick. I guess you actually can't. But 0-2. If there's two teams I think they can come back from 0-2 hole. it's Cincinnati and New England. And then Monday night, two games here, uh, Saints-Panthers, Browns-Steelers, the biggest news coming out of these games, Nick Chubb um, going down for the season with a gruesome injury. They couldn't even show it on TV. But really sad. I, you know, I was in a meeting. I couldn't even watch these games, You know, at least part of them. And so I, I'm in this meeting, and I come out, and the first thing I get on my phone is Nick Chubb, like all that news. I'm like, great. That's great. <laughs> like it's not what I wanted to see. Um, but it was the Saints getting it done in carolina 2017 and the steelers getting a scoop and score at the end of the game versus the browns 26 22 Uh, but as i said nick chubbs unfortunately taking the highlights there um for his gruesome injury never want to see that um prayers to him his family i mean he's just one of the you know iconic running backs in this league and to see him go down the way he did um, it's just not good for the league Uh, but that's your week two recap a um, lot of one and one teams, a lot of, you know, a couple expect, you know, not a lot of expected 2 0 teams. Like, I'm, I'm not sitting here and thinking that the Dolphins and Cowboys would be like, oh, easily 2 0. I mean, that's usually not the case for those teams. So cool to see some other teams at top. Uh, really interested to see how the next few weeks play out in the NFL. It is now time for my favorite segment on the Riddle Me That podcast the Fickner Cup Fantasy League of Champions. I haven't given any shout-outs to, uh, uh, to Chris Kloss yet, uh, but I'm going to give my first shout-out to the man this year. Um, recently commenting uh, on Boyd's, uh, or, you know, a.k.a. Kamish, a.k.a. Friday Beer's uh, Instagram story uh, that was saying how, you know, how good he looked in that little white tee, uh, the wife beater. Um, he did look pretty good. Kamish, recently in Germany, uh, really reflecting his fantasy, Performance this week. You know, the sad thing is, is if Chris Kloss is your only highlight of the week of him commenting. Right? The then the play on the you know, the play on the field, if you can't rely on the play of the field and you have to revert to Kloss, right? You know it can't be going good for the commish. Um and and that takes us into uh our week two matchups here um with the commish. Um, and I'm just highlighting this because, you know, a completely unacceptable performance, uh, in my opinion, from the commissioner, taking on the Hog Crankers. Uh, crankers came, you know, Crankers not having the best week this week, surviving uh, versus 69ers featuring Nato Z-Jack. 91-84. to 84. Um, But it's an Aaron Jones start by the commish, you know, not playing. Uh, Nick Chubb going down. That's not his fault. But, you know, so six points out of the, run, the you know, his two RBs. It's not a good performance. 84 points is never good. Um, but, you know, could have started D. Swift on his bench. Would have won. Would have easily won. 25 for D. Swift. Could have started Tajay Spears, who got 6.5. I think you still lose. Okay, you still lose with Tajay Spears. Barely. Um, but well my point being, you would have started D. Swift would have got the job done, but he didn't do it. Didn't do it, giving the Hawkrangers a two and out start. Um, having an off week this week for sure after putting up 110 last week, putting up 20 points less. Um, but he's got boys. I mean, Debo with a huge performance with 19, JJ with 19. Two usually gonna get more than 12. Um, the running backs are a little interesting with Mixon, Miles Sanders. Um, don't know if I love that combo, um, but hey, when you have a Monron and JJ and Debo, um, your running backs can be a little weaker. Um, has Brees Hall on the bench, um, and B Robinson twenty seven on the bench. You might have to start looking into D- into many men, B Robinson. Um, but the Crankers getting that ninety one to eighty four win. Moving to two and zero, Commission moving to zero two. Really disappointing start by the commission to start this year. Big Sam taking on Peggy's Pipe and Pimps, um, cough Daddy. I told you before how how Big Sam, um, he just always has a you know finds a way to take you know take cough Daddy down, and he does it once again with the one twenty one to one eighteen win, um, Fryer move for cough Daddy. Needing only four points, uh, or not even 3.5 points, but getting 0. .7 on Monday night. Getting the loss to make some really tough loss for the Pimps here. Two really good weeks. Losing to Dallas defense last week. Losing on a fire move zero this week. Um, we, we, we get it, cough. You've gotten boned to start this year. Um, you know it. We know it. But that's the nature of this game. Some people get boned. Some people do the boning. Right now, you're getting bummed. But we're two weeks into the season, right? So get all your, your pity out now because you're 0-2 now. Five weeks from now, right, you might have a totally different record. You might be all of a sudden 5-2, right? And then no one, you know, the point of this is you live from these mistakes. You learn from them. It sucks. You got boned. right? But that's the nature of this game. We play knowing there's a good chance our pants are dropping, Right? But sometimes your pants are going to drop, and, and it's going to work out. Uh, but not for the first two weeks. Big Sam moving to 2-0. and Pimps moving to 0-2. Um, good start for Big Sam. Good start for Big Sam. Uh, I mean, Mike Evans and Hawkinson, the two most Big Sam iconic players, uh, combining for about 50. Uh, Miami D and Jake Elliott combining for 22. I mean, you look at this team. You had Trevor Lawrence and ETN combined for 14. Um, but still it put up 121 points, basically because of Hawkinson and Mike Evans, um, his two boys. So, <laughs> big Sam, here we are, big storylines, 2-0 and for the guy. Here's a matchup where both teams needed to win, o- only one team could get it. Um, and that was the BBGs, Bill's Busty Groupies, Big Rids, RMT himself, defeating Lebo's Crystals. to huge bounce back for Bills Busties. I told you we'd have a conversation. I told you things would change, uh, and they sure as hell did. Um, The boys coming to play. T. Higgins and Lockett, two tutties each. Kelsey with a tutty. Josh Allen, three touchdowns. Um, The boys are back in town playing the way they should have. As I said, with Kelsey back, um, this is the way the team should be rostered. So obviously, Kelsey's my X Factor. We need him. Just having him in the locker room. Um, New news about him dating Taylor Swift. I mean, things could, you know, good omens going on. Four Bills, uh, Busty G's, um, huge bounce back. As I said, love to be one and one. Don't want to be 0-2. The Crystals, another tough loss here, moving to 0-2. I do like his team. I mean, you have McCaffrey. you got Olave. Um, The Joshua Kelly pickup was nice. Only playing up three last week, though. Um, we'll see, you know, Tampa Bay D, though, at 19, Moody, 14, the kicker. Um, so definitely some good performances, but definitely Damian Pierce, A.J. Brown letting you down this week. Kittle um, not doing his thing. Uh, so tough start by the Crystals. Um, if he's going to want to have to re- retrain that or, you know, get that Alcarez status back, he's going to need to get some dubs soon. Um, but like I said, it's early on in this year. A lot of ball to be played. Um, but huge win by the by Bills. Um, we needed it. Um, putting up the lowest points in the league last week putting up the second most this week um, only behind Holman who we're about to get to um, so that's a bounce back if you've ever seen one locker room vibes are high um, let's keep it rolling two two Ethan Holman here um, lebo's garbage behavior um, taking on MMC um, getting you know I said to take the a- a- MMC spread at home I was dead wrong um, easily covered that 13 point spread 150 to 109. Um four Holman here. Um, hurts with a twenty-five Saquon, even though he got hurt, twenty-four, D Henry 17, Devonta Smith 21, Mozart 25. I mean, this team is going off to start this year. Um, hence why he's at the top of the leaderboards for the power rankings. Um, but the hurts Devonta Smith getting you a quick 46 on um, you know on Thursday night is hot. Um really tough for MMC to come back. Not a bad week for MMC, 110 points. Um, solid week, but there's not enough firepower to take on Libo's garbage. So former champ MMC starting at zero and two. He's no, you know, he's he's like the Cincinnati Bengals, man. If there's one team I, that I can, you know, him and Coughlin, if there's two teams that are zero and two, I expect to make a run. It's those two teams. Um, so not not time to hit a panic button this week. Um, but interesting to see who they both play coming up in week three as they both need a win. Um, but homer moving to two and zero MMC. Nick Fernando moving to 0-2. Um, last matchup here, a really gross barn burner. As we said, take the under in this game, easily smacked. Um, the Tussles on the Biederman Fundamentals, Mike Nasser. Um, the Tussles once again on the road, getting an 86 to 84 win. I mean, I don't know how the Tussles do it. Also in Germany, but great, you know, no excuses here. Boyd's in Germany, L's Kleinhand's in Germany, wins. It's gross. Only putting up eighty six points, um, but a win's a win. Um, and Keenan Allen getting those two touchdowns, one hundred eleven yards, um, is your X factor in this matchup. Um, just not enough offense from the Biederman fundamentals, especially at home. Um, uh, Fields really letting him down. Um, those two interceptions, lo- losing him the game. You know, those two picks. Um, so you you can blame the Bears. You know, having clear Herbert and Fields. You know, starting you can blame that Bears offense fundamentals, um, but it's the Tussles moving to two and zero. Nas moving to one and one. Both teams, two grinded out teams. Uh, I like the direction that both of them have, despite coming off a loss for the fundamentals. Uh, but the Tussles finding a way to go two and zero, huge um, for the brand uh, in belt. Um which takes us into our power rankings for Week Three. Um, and they go like this. I, th- I, I, I think these are my most accurate uh, power rankings I've had so far. And as I said, you need a couple of weeks to figure out the rankings, uh, in my opinion. Um, at number 10, um, no surprise here, we have the Commish, the 69ers featuring Nado's pre jack moving down one spot from 9 to 10, starting Aaron Jones in your starting lineup, only putting up 84 points, uh, losing to the Crankers, going 0-2. You are the number 10 team in the league right now. When to fix it? That's what I say every week. Win and you move up. Um, but you're losing, so you're moving opposite Kamish. Um, really really disappointing start for, for the 69ers. Um, and number nine, we have a team that was at number eight last week, moving down one spot. We have the Lebo's Crystals, also 0-2. Um, getting off to a slow start. Um, I still see good things for this team, um, but they haven't shown it yet. Um, and you know, as, as me and the fundamentals talk about, you need a mojo change in the locker room. Um, and I think the Crystals are going to show that next week. Um, I expect big things out of this team, and I, and I don't think they're you know done quite just yet. Uh, at number eight, we have a team that was a, a, number seven last week, moving down one spot. We have former champ Nick Natto, MMC, also zero 2 two, having a tough you know two tough losses um, last week. Though you know playing you know a buzzsaw in Holman, home e- everybody would have lost week before tough loss to the Tussles. Um, so Nato at number eight right now, plenty of time to turn the season around. Uh, at number seven. Um, we have a very, you know, controversial seven here uh, in Peggy's Pipe and Pimps, Kyle Coughlin. Starting 0-2, um, but I think he might have, right behind Holman, the most points scored in this league. Um, and let me see here. Yeah, uh, the third the third highest. Okay, so Big Sam. So Holman has the most points for us. Then Big Sam. Um, and then Coughlin. Um, and then, yeah, second highest points allowed, Crystal's. 258 allowed. Uh, Coughlin with 236. So Peggy Spikes and Crystals can have have a lot to talk about there um, with the boning they're taking to start this year. But at number seven, you know, it is Coughlin. Um, as I said, a lot of time to rebound here. So Coughlin, Lebo, and Nato all 0 and 2, um, along with the commish, Interesting selection here. It will be interesting to see which teams you know turn their season around because um, you know not every team stays. At a, 0 and 2 for very long. Um, some do, but some turn it around. So we'll see there. Um, and number five, um, we have a huge uh, uh, jump here in the power rankings so from number 10 to number five. Um, we have Bills busty groupies. Um, or sorry, number six, I should say number six. So moved up four spots. Um, was it number 10 last week. Was harsh on ourselves, um, but we got it together. Um, moving up four rankings. I'm um, scoring the second highest points last week. Um, a- after scoring the fewest the week before. Um, so good rebound. M- moving to one and one. Um, giving us some confidence moving forward. Um, as the season progresses. Um, a huge win against the crystals. Um, we needed it. Um, and they know it. Bill Bill knew it. Um, and at, at number five, uh, we have um, the Beaterman fundamentals uh dropping a couple spots from last week losing a tough loss at home to the tussles um as we said tussles are hard to play when they're on the road they're feisty um but not enough offense from um from the beatermans um this week and they, and they know it um so they'll make some changes they'll figure it out um but i, I think five is a fair spot for the beatermans fundamentals still in the playoffs um higher than bbgs um and, and number 4 uh, we have Mr. Matthew Kleinhans the tussles himself um starting out the season 2 and 0 two gross wins on the road um you know and and reflects from the points for um Kleinhans with the fewest points scored in this league 160 by far the fewest um next highest is um 180 1 so Definitely in 156 allowed. Only the hog Hogcrankers have allowed three less points um, than the Tussle. So a little luck on the Tussle side to start this year, but people say you need a little luck to win in fantasy. Uh, 100%. Um, so he's no complaints there. Tussle's doing his thing, getting two dubs. Could easily be going two, right? But the guys seem to be on his side maybe this year. So he, you, you need Fickner. You need Tom Fickner to be on your side. And right now, I think Tom is making his rounds with the tussles. Um, so very intriguing to, to watch where the tussles end up in the next few weeks. Um, and number three, um, we have a man that, even though he won last week against a running backless uh, commish, um, moving down one spot in the ranking, the Hawk Crankers, um, starting off 2-0. Um, n- never thought that I'd say that Big Sam – the Crankers and scumbag behavior are all on the top. here. This is, this is historic. Um, but Ticket moving down one spot, 2-0 this year. Good start for the Crankers. Um, looking to make the playoffs for the first time in eight years. Um, looking to make a statement this year, and 2-0 is how you start. Um, a grinded out win against Aaron Jones, Commish. Um, but a win's a win. Um, but are moving down because at number two, you have Big Sam, um, who is also 2-0, putting up over 120 again. Um, so he's not fucking around this year with his auto drafted team. Um, you know, I'm kind of past it now. Like, yeah, he, he auto drafted his team. You know, we're all a little salty. He wasn't at the draft again. Um, but fantasy's fantasy. He's here to play, and you know, gotta play it as it lies. And right now, Big Sam, he's rolling. Um, good for him. He started off last in my rankings. Um, he's quickly quickly moved up to two. Um, so Big Sam with an intriguing start. We'll see if he can keep it going though. That's a big thing with Big Sam. Can he keep it going? Uh, which, leads, which leads us at number one um, with Ethan Holman, scumbag behavior, putting up one hundred and fifty most points scored in the league. Uh, two good wins over Coughlin and um, and Nato. Not not an easy schedule right there. Um, so Holman getting that week two dub, uh, moving to two and zero, putting himself. You know he's looking to make a run this year. He's never you know the cool facts about Holman. Never been a freak. Never been a champion. Um, and last year he could taste the cup, even though it was bullshit. He was right there to win. Um, COVID didn't go his way. Um, so or COVID, I should say. Damar De- 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 Hamlin's uh almost death didn't go his way. Um so very interesting way to end the season last year. Um but Holman at number one, looking like the team to beat so far in this league, which takes us into our week three matchups here. Uh, and I'm going to get right into it. Um, Lebo's Crystals taking on the E-Jacks. Um, we're 2-0-2 teams here needing a dub bad. Um, and we're taking the Crystals. Crystals on the road. Um, we just don't know if the commissioner's heart's in it this year. Um, so far, just interesting decisions. Taking Chubb too early. That's what you get. I think Boyd gave Chubb trades. I'm drafting him so early. Um, now he's dead. Aaron Jones is dead. Maybe he'll come back this week. I don't know. But I'm I'm taking the Crystals. Um on the road. Give me the points. Um give me the money line. Parlay it. Team total overs, crystals. Um the crankers taking on the Tussles. Um two two and a whole teams here. Um we're we're taking the crankers at home here. Um I, I think the crankers are here to make a statement. Um the Tussles already with two gross road wins on the road. you know, in a row, have to go on the road again. Um and we're we think the t- you know we think that, that the Crankers you know take their overs, um, spreads the Crankers are gonna get it done at home this week against the Tussles, but so, you know, the fact that I'm saying is the Tussles this is exactly what the Tussles want, so maybe the Tussles get it done. I don't know, but I'm I'm rolling with the Crankers. Um, Lebo's garbage behavior taking out of Biederman fundamentals here, very very trappy game here for the, you know for garbage behavior a Holman coming off a huge win. Um, but fundamentals at home, l- looking for that offense. It's basically a pick right now, so a weird line. Um, and w- we're going to take the fundamentals at home here. Um, tough to come off, you know, when you score the highest in the league to do it again. Um we think the Biederman's you know, tough loss against the Tussles last week. Looking to make a statement win against Holman. Rivalry game here. Um, it's basically Iowa State-Iowa, and we're taking Iowa State at home in a pick em. Um, Peggy's Pipe and Pimps taking on MMCs. Another intriguing matchup here. Wow. Two oh and two team or two oh and two teams desperately needing a win. We're we're gonna have to go we're gonna have to go Peggy's Pipe in at home. Um cough and by say what you will. Um, five point underdogs at home. Man, this is, this is I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm rolling with the pimps, but I don't love it. Uh, so I'm going to throw a whale play on the under, I think. Uh, under here. Uh, I think both teams being 0-2. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're taking the under. We think it's going to be gross. Um, but Peggy's at home. We're, we're taking him. Um, and then our last matchup here. Um, Big Sam taking on Bill's Busted Groupies, the BBGs. Um, and, and you already know we're hammering the BBGs. Um, at home, um, huge favorites actually. Ten point favorites at home. Um, I think Big Sam two and zero start the year. Um, due for a little bit of a regression, um, we think. So we think the BBGs at home. Um, coming off a big win last week, gonna keep it rolling. Um, need a win. N- Want to be two and one. Need to be two and one. Bills busty Gs at home. I'll see you at the cashier. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Big football weekend this week. We've got college ball, huge college slate on Saturday, followed by the NFL on Sunday. Grab a couch, grab some friends, grab some wings, get it done. Have a great weekend. I love you all. I'll see you next week.